Idolatry looks stupid for Christians and atheists alike. This is the one ground that mono-religions, I mean the monotheist religions, atheists, and even agnostics have in common. Modern materialists are absolutely against the Bible and Quran, but when it comes to idolatry, they exceptionally agree with Bible that idolatry is foolish. We think it is not. So stay with us and subscribe to find out why. Push the bell, otherwise YouTube will not notify you of our programs. When archaeologists excavate a site and come across a stone or metal idol and publish its picture for a moment, you tell yourself these ancient people were perfect morons. How can one worship such an ugly and awkward thing? Bible tells the same thing and a lot more. The heathens worshipped a piece of wood or stone that is made of their own hand, a lifeless object that doesn't eat or talk or doesn't feel anything. How can one even think that this object is his or her god? Right now there is a church of Satan in the USA who has usurped the name of Satan. Why I'm saying that? Their principal doctrine is atheism. They clearly say that they don't believe in any kind of supernatural. They claim that they are against the Bible and they have taken Satan only as a symbol of opposition to the Bible. They define themselves in opposition to the Bible and they call themselves the Church of Satan while they deny that our prominent Lord Satan ever exists. Can a Christian call himself a Christian and claim that Jesus Christ never existed? Thus, Christians have every right to say that Church of Satan is nonsense. When you don't believe in your namesake, whatever you may say is always nonsense. I just mentioned them to say even though the Church of Satan has defined itself with opposition to Bible, in the point of idolatry they cannot oppose the Bible, and only at this moment they agree with it. Animism Okay, let's go to market and buy an idol or doll. If you are good at handicrafts, you can make one. It won't be very professional, but handmade dolls work better for our purpose. The first thing first is you need to be an animist. Animists are those who believe everything has a spirit. We are living in a nature full of every kind of spirits. While as an animist, I should advise you that there is very little energy or spirit inside plastic material or iron scraps. On the contrary, wood of many trees is full of natural energy. Give a piece of sycamore wood to the hand of an atheist, he will have a hard time denying the energy that he immediately feels. It is easy to speak with wood of different trees. The only thing you need to do is to make musical instruments with them. Tar, the esoteric Persian musical instrument, is made of a mulberry tree. In Persian we call it tooth tree. Let's listen to a short piece of tar and see if you feel the spirit of this tree.
If you practice, you can wrestle with these powerful spirits or dive into it. You can dive so deep that you may never come up for another breath in this present political world. Some groups in Western Iran and Northern Iraq and Syria as well as Eastern Turkey have still kept some of the oldest traditions of the ancient religions of Yaresan, Yazidi, ahl and others who have a special music instrument called setar or tambur. These two are different. And it is essential for their religion. Let's listen to a bit of tambur. Soul of Stone Well, okay, now that your soul is a bit mingled with the spirits of nature, I can go on with our idolatry crash course. If you are planning to carve your personal god or idol from stone, you should go to a rocky mountain. The first requirement is you shouldn't be in a rush. This is not what you do on the go. If you need to go back to the civilization quickly and you are short of time, you don't do it now. Leave it to a time when you are absolutely disconnected from your job and family and belongings. The next thing you need is a hammer. Then you will have to find pieces of mountain that are not separated rocks. They are connected to the heart of the mountain heart of earth to hair, the buried girl in the underworld. It is hard to explain these huge bedrocks in a mountainous area. You know when you see it. Some stones are for you, some are not. Put your both hands on it and see if you have a feeling. Then stick your face and ear and listen. Try to listen and feel the heart of the rock. I know we as modern people have lost our senses. It is too hard for us to get connected. In order to get connected, take out your hammer and hit the rock. Don't worry, it will not hurt her. The more you dig, the happier she is. Not with an electrical hammer or bulldozer. It with your hand hammer. Then listen to the sound of your hammer. It is the sound of the rock. Keep listening and you will start tasting her spirit. You can even dig a hole big enough for you to squeeze yourself in it. This is how you can go back to the safety of her womb and let your soul get lost in hers. Transmigration magic. Sorry again, our introduction became too long. Now you are back at home and you have a piece of your own rock or wood from which you are going to carve your god. The most important thing you need to know is this stage is, well, magic. What we are going to do, we are going to invite a jinn inside this piece of wood or rock. If the jinn doesn't practically reside in your idol, then it will be as useless as Bible calls them. You can also ask her to put a drop of herself in it, a drop of her ocean 
or you can ask for our Lord Demon to reside in it or any other prominent gene. The most important thing for this migration of drop spirit into your idol is this home should be comfortable for him or her. I mean you are in fact building a home for her and asking her to reside in it. Size doesn't matter much. What matters is this transfer magic should work. As if you are making a nest for a bird and the bird will not reside in it unless it has all conditions met. Male demons, I mean demon idols, are usually big size. It's hard to have the magi megalith compressed in a small space with those magnificent ram horns. For the she-demon, you know that her number is eight. Her cult is eight and she loves eight-pointed constructs. This can be an eight-pointed star or a cube, because cubes too have eight points. This is why she is called bit or bite, which in Hebrew and Arabic means home, especially a cubical one. Cubes are easier to build, and there are many successful examples with cube. It can be big size like the Kaaba in Mecca, or medium size like the Ark of Covenant. For those who don't know what it is, let me explain that. In Judaism, it is a cube as big as a chest or case that they could put it on two pieces of parallel stick wood and take it from place to place. I should credit them with being one of the first nations who invented a portable house of God. Two men in front and two men in the back used to take the poles on their shoulders and it was easy to carry because the cube originally built by Moses was hollow and made of wood of holly tree in Sinai Peninsula. Moses had apparently cut the same tree that he saw Jehovah as a form of non-burning fire in it to make sure her spirit will migrate to the box. And it is a perfect idea. This is how they could have the God herself with them before they find its final residence. Shekinah is the name given to the portable cube in Hebrew and it is the highest holy concept in Judaism. Shekin or Seken means home. Shekinah is the home of the ghost of the soul of the female God. Shekinah is female and it must be female because it is the home of God and God is female. In Arabic, Sekinah is understood as the heavenly calmness and satisfaction that God brings to the hearts of believers. Quran says, He is the one who sent down Sakinah in the hearts of the believers in order to add Iman with their Iman. By the way, this word Iman or Amen is from Amun-Ra, the Lord of Reincarnation, but they translate it in their monotheistic context, context as belief. Therefore, Sakinah or Shakinah is the seat of female God and she virtually lives there 
Even now, Sakina is an Arabic name for girls, and she was a daughter of Hazrat Imam Hussein. Christians have heard about the Ark of Noah and the Ark of Covenant, but have never asked their reverend why a box is being called Ark, while Ark of Noah was apparently a ship. The reason is later the Levites who were appointed priests of Judaism had no idea that this is the home of God and they placed stone tablets of Ten Commandments in it. This is how they spirited away the God from the box and now very strong men were needed to carry to this stone. Since the Ten Commandments were considered the covenant of Moses with Israelites, they practically changed the house of God, the Shekinah, into an ark to carry the covenant. I think we need a separate program to explain that those commandments, commandments were not from Moses. They were from Hammurabi, the Babylonian usurper king who managed to kick out God from Shekinah of Moses and put his own commandments, code of Hammurabi, in her place. Because Hammurabi, as it is clear from his name, is a rabbi or maybe the biggest of them. Idolatry in Judaism and Islam. Why am I relating the story of Shekinah or Ark of Covenant? To bring to your attention that it is an idol too. We as Magi invite and bring the soul of female god into a box with sorcery. And we can do it with a statue too. Of course, both statue and shaman should have proper conditions met. Therefore, the highest holy concept of Judaism is a perfect idolatry. The highest holy concept of Islam being Kaaba too is perfect idolatry. Idolatry is good, it is not bad. You bring God among yourselves by transmigrating God into your idol by magic. And this is how she leads you. You should worship it. Because if you don't worship it, there is nothing else in the whole universe to be worshipped. Later, after rabbis put stone tablets instead of God in Shekinah, and after Muslims spirited away Allah from Kaaba, they taught too much. And genius priests came up with an outstanding conclusion. If it is a cube, then it is not idolatry. But if it is a statue, we call it idolatry, and we slaughter the nasty heathens until idolatry is rooted from the earth. Morons, we as Magi are the ones who founded your religions. We are the ones who did the original magic. We brought God into your portable or fixed cubes only because you stupid morons couldn't make statues and God was so kind to accept cubes from you. To complete the answer to the question I asked in the beginning, I should add that idolatry is the best practice and human souls definitely need to have idols at their homes if they seek a connection between their souls and the highest essence of her sacred holiness or his magnificent magic. Thank you for watching. Please push the bell, otherwise you won't see our other programs. Go make your idols and bring back the glorious edge of idolatry to this world. I leave you to her heavenly protection until the next program. Thank you.